Thank you for listening to this episode. If you like this podcast, I'm certain you'll love the book, Push by Pain into Purpose. Click the link in the description below or visit pushedtopurpose.com. That's pushed, the number two, purpose.com to order your copy today. Hi, I'm Cheryl Joyce Norman, author of Pushed by Pain into Purpose. I wrote Pushed by Pain into Purpose after realizing that God had purpose in my pain. Now, I'm here to share my journey with you to discover the purpose in your pain and change your perspective of it. All right. How do you do your intro? <laughs> I was going to try. Welcome to another episode of Push My Pain Into Purpose. I'm your host, Cheryl Joyce, <laughs> and right. the author of the book, Push My Pain Into Purpose. So I'm so glad you mentioned the book because today, that's what we are talking about, talking about the book. And, um, you know, you've been calling a lot of witnesses <laughs> to the stand. So it's only fair, you know, that we take a, a diversion from the, the Bible and we step into your book, Pushed by Pain into Purpose. Okay. So. Um, so now you put me on the witness stand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, now you're on the stand. So. Okay. We um we just prepared a few questions for you. <laughs> um, I, I, let me say I think the greatest thing is what's happening with the conversation as it relates to the Word of God. Uh, your ability to you know I always tell you I like the drama. <laughs> you know this is my this is my soap opera right now. But your ability to um, take these witnesses, give them life again. Um, and by life, I mean it's not so much just reading them off of the pages, but actually reliving it. And those of you who follow this podcast and you listen um, very closely, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, your ability to give, um, to bring the woman with the issue of blood to our, to where we are, or, you know, to bring mary and martha to where we are as it relates to jesus and lazarus and uh, even joseph you know to put these people in our bedrooms in the car with us you know right just having that ability to bring those witnesses into the room um and i think hearing from you today it allows us to see how um their bearing witness plays a role in how you've bared witness you know, to those who know you and to those who know this podcast now. So I'm excited. I would clap for you, but, you know, your <laughs> podcast don't do any clapping. So. <laughs> but, um, but we're coming out of your book today. But I'm, I'm going to take a moment.
because you always pray. So I'm, I'm going to let you talk to Danny. And then I think we'll get started from there. Hello, Daddy. <laughs> We're here today uh, as I am imparting uh, my story or part of my story. Um, give life to the words that, that you've already put into my spirit. Let it uh, help somebody today uh, that they can see that there is purpose in their pain. All they have to do is, is listen for you and you will uh, reveal it to them. Uh, we thank you for this time of interaction and what you're going to reveal today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. So, um, <clears throat> so this goes without saying. There's a chapter in the book, and, and I, I have to say I encourage every person to get the book. Well, you should have the Bible, <laughs> but, you, but you also need the book, Pushed by Pain into Purpose. Uh, and one of the reasons why is because as you read this, you know, we talked about this at the top of the season of this podcast. I think maybe episode one or the, even the, I think it may have been the intro episode. Yes. We talked about, you know, some of the reasons why you shared certain things and you placed certain things inside of the book. And there is a chapter in there that referenced the prison years. And... Um, I, never, I won't forget when I started reading, I, I, I thought, okay, well, surely we're talking about, you know, being spiritually bound and locked <laughs> up in your spirit. Not thinking, you know, like a real life story was going to go into it. Mm -hmm. Then reading it and seeing the, the life story being a factor. But then also thinking to myself, this has got to be like fictional. This can't <laughs> be, you know, this can't be her. And, and until today, and you know for yourself, because we were just talking about it, until today, it's always been a fictional character. And now the character is, is real. Um, yes, it's real. It's real. And so I made a statement to you. I'm like, how could, you know, how did you, you know, how did you become comfortable putting this in the book? And you said nothing in this book is comfortable. <laughs> There's not one comfortable chapter inside the entire book. And... This in this particular chapter, you liken yourself to Job and God doing what he did with Job, which was basically putting him on the witness stand, you know, right. so to speak. Mm -hmm. When did you get that revelation that, you know, this was this was kind of like a Job thing for me? When did that come to you? Well, in my healing process, um, as I was trying to make sense of all of this. Um, then I kind of realized that my whole life has been um, an assignment. Wow. Um, there were things that I had to go through because of the people that I was to reach. And so um, then it just became okay, what's the lesson I need to learn out of this one so that I'll be able to teach it or help somebody else. And uh, so that's how it goes. Like I say, the whole book was kind of uncomfortable. Uh, when you're opening up 
and revealing your innermost <laughs> hurts and pains and secrets, um, things that you don't really want to disclose, but it was a purpose in that too. So. I think that your ability to acknowledge that this conversation that's written in the book is beyond the book. You know, there's multiple facets to our assignment. So the book was just one of them. But to, to go through it and say, okay, here's the assignment. Let me take away the assignment. Ten years, uh, the prison years is referencing an abusive relationship. It's referencing a, an abusive marriage where physical, mental, and emotional abuse existed. Mm -hmm. And you say in this book that everyone seemed to have had maybe had an idea, but I had none. You know, right. you just know that, and I love this because if people catch it, they'll, they'll really run with it. You just knew what you petitioned God for as it related to you and your son. Right. And you based taking that, that petition, that prayer, God, I, you know, I need you to, to open this door. I don't want my, you know, here I am. I don't want, I want my son to have siblings. I don't want him to have to wait till he's older. I don't want the age gap. I want to give him that foundation, give him that undergirding. And I'm, I'm going to you, God, to make that possible. And then out of that, comes this moment and you say well you know I prayed on it it's, it's in front of me okay God you know and so we go into that space and you say it's it was it was nothing that you could have imagined for yourself right yeah. or your son I would think <laughs> or your son to raise your son around right well and then as I look back like I say God gave me it wasn't all bad. I can't say that it was all bad, but it was a bad situation. Right. But right, right, right. Um, it wasn't what I would, you know, what most people think. You get married and, you know, you happily ever after <laughs> and all of that. But like I say, it was an assignment. The ability to know that I'm in, an, I'm in a situation, like you said, that's not all bad, but the bad moments are just weighing heavier than, than mm -hmm. most bad moments mm -hmm. should. Um, the ability to know I'm, in, I'm, I'm on an assignment, you know, that God has placed me. And I'm, I want to be clear and kind of careful with that, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, the idea that God has placed me in this space on an assignment. Because somebody, some would say, well, you telling me you end up in an abusive relationship on an assignment? How is that possible? You know? <clears throat> well, if you need to know how to help somebody else through a situation, I'm a firm believer. I, you can't help anybody through something you haven't been with, through yourself. Mm. And so, uh, so God true. already had an assignment for me. My assignment has always been to help hurting people. So as I look back over my life, everything I went through was dealing with hurt and pain. And um, I didn't realize it at first. I mean, it hurt me just like, you know, anybody else that it would hurt. But I came to the revelation. Um, I used to work 
at a church, and the me and the pastor would talk all the time. And so I just kind of made mention one day, um, I was like, I don't know, it just seemed like, you know, I don't have any joy. I mean, I'm always hurting, uh, I'm just dealing with a lot of pain. And uh, he said kind of nonchalantly, like, uh, well, that's because that's your purpose. And I kind of thought about it, and I was like, and that's when my perspective changed. Oh, wow. Wow. So then it became, okay, I went through all of this because basically there's not a hurting person out there that I can't relate to. Wow. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm saying, <laughs> you know, that's like a wow <laughs> moment, you know. That, that's a wow moment because, you know, I think what for a lot of uh, many people, it's the um, it's the inability to understand that this is an assignment because, um, you know, most times not about where I'm at, but about where he's going to send me, where, where I'm, I'm to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so funny because you're, you're saying that, and I, I definitely can relate, that most of, of all um, egregious things I've dealt with or seen was an assignment. And I learned that later on, and I knew that my assignment was related to my purpose. Well, I knew my problem was related to my purpose. Mm-hmm. And so to see that you're identifying this problem, but you're also identifying something that's greater than the problem, which is the purpose, mm-hmm. the reason. You talk about in this uh, chapter how the family was <laughs> no more just so excited, like, yay, you know, gonna take him off our hands. Or, you yeah. know, he's going to be her problem, not ours. Yeah. But honestly, when you look at that situation now, and per the expectation of the family or whomever, do you feel today that my assignment was done? You know, it, it may not have been, I don't know what other people expected, but what God expected out of that moment, do you feel that he was glorified going through those processes? Well, yes, definitely. Um, uh, the the fam- we, we wasn't really around the family because after we uh, married, we moved to California. And then from California, uh, we came back and we went to Germany. And so then we came back, and then we moved to a, a little town outside of of Houston. But um, his family was always very supportive. I mean, when I say they loved me, they did. Uh, I I don't have any anything bad to say about any wow. of them. Um, but it was just the fact that. They wasn't with us all the time. They didn't know. They didn't <laughs> and, know. And when we are, you know, in our space, you know, they they weren't there. Right. You know. And so it was it was kinda almost like, you know, you kinda left alone. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 out there by yourself. But in most times, as you've shown and shared even in the word that over these past chapters, most people who were afflicted most who went through something, um, even as we talked about the blind man, to you know, in the episode, the previous episode, you know, there's this sense of isolation that goes with it. Whether you're receiving the blessing or searching for the blessing, 
the miracle rather you're isolated there's that there's that that you know and i think we all get that we we, we tend to say okay I, nobody would see i was going through it by myself and and you were but today you you know when we were um preparing for this i, I said you know maybe we need to change the subject you <laughs> know pick another one but then i realized that this for some you know I, taking the correlation of god i prayed to you this is what I ended up with. And to some would say, well, it, it, it got me nowhere. But then to see your strength today, to see your ability to talk and say, no, I've forgiven all things are, are, are passed away on that side of, of whatever that was, to see that. And then to see you say, okay, or to hear you share, you know, to say, no, this is, I'm, this is not a bash session. This is not a tear down session. This is a build up session. Right. This is to give life. Yeah, and 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 to to what you were saying, you know, most of the time when God is going to use somebody, you have to go into isolation. Mm-hmm. That's necessary. Uh, when you see um, when they talk about Jacob, and the word says Jacob was left alone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you, you have to have that that time because you have to get to know who's giving you the assignment. You have to get to know God for yourself. And so when you have that, build that relationship, and you have that relationship, then you know he got you. Whatever wow. whatever you wow. have to go through, he got you. Wow. Was there ever a time for you, you know, we're being transparent here, was there ever a time where you were upset with God that you were even in this situation? You know, maybe, you know, God, I, I, you know, I know what I asked for. I know what I prayed about. But this is not what I envisioned when I prayed. And you being all-knowing had to have known this wasn't, you know, what I was praying for. Was there ever a time where you just had that hard moment with the Father and and really just felt forsaken having gone through all of this? Well, I think I probably did at first, um, especially, like, when we made that trip and we got to California and the very first night, it was like, okay, what what happened? <laughs> you know, what, I mean, you know, he just did a, a 180 on me. You know, I don't know this person. <laughs> you know? Wow, wow. And uh, it was like the decision was put before me, like, okay, do I turn around and drive back, to come back to Houston and forget all of this or... Am I just going to see what God is going to do with this? Yeah, wow. And so it became um, a decision to just stay and just see what God has. Because what it, what he doesn't take you through anything that there's not a reward in it or that mm. he has an wow. ultimate purpose for it. And that he's going to bring you out. And then, you know, when you when God gets glorified in a thing, you know, that's the ultimate. I, I, and I love that. It is the ultimate when God gets the glory. Um, was it hard to give God the glory in that? You know, was it hard to have a moment where you said, you know, because, again, it wasn't always bad as you shared. 
you know, when it was good, was it able to say, you know, were you able to say, okay, God, thank you for getting us over that, and then, you know, be prepared for the next whatever would be? Or was it one of those things where when you got out of it, you look back and said, okay, God, I don't just thank you because I'm out of it. I, I thank you because I was in it. You know, has there ever been that type of praise inside of you where it's like, God, thank you for that experience? Oh, yeah, definitely, because as I, I think I put it in the book, there was a lot of things and a lot of people and places that I might not have ever seen or met or, or been to if I had not been in that situation. Speaking of, you in, in, this, in the book, in this chapter, y'all, this is a really good chapter. The, the book is good. Um, you talk about this brother that you were witnessing to. Mm-hmm. And 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 your your husband was just not having it. Like he's not. You're wasting your time. You know why you're going through this trouble. You you you're doing all this for nothing. And then and you got to think about the position you're in because as a wife, you know, it's it's like well you know what I don't want to do. This. You know most people would just say let me throw in the towel on that situation, mm-hmm. and and just kill this argument. I don't have to worry about witnessing anyone. But you held to your assignment. You held to the, your call to reach and, and, and make sure that the lost know who God is. Mm-hmm. And you, you talk about, you know, the first Sunday the brother didn't go. He didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And then in time passed the following Sunday, you know. But And, of course, that moment of, 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 of casting where it's like, see, you wasted your time. I told you that I told you so moment. But you didn't allow that to discourage you. You know, you, you, according to what was written, you know, it was just, okay, cool. But next week he may, you know, it's not too late for him, right. you know. Well, I mean, it was, it was, he always had an issue with me and God because of our relationship. Stay right there. Stay right there. Because, listen, I know so many women, particularly women, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who have lost marriages, have gone through turmoil in marriages, who have went through the worst of the worst in marriage because of God. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and, and it's so funny. I'm hearing you say it, and I've heard it so many times before. You know, I watched my aunt who husband would, you know, literally he would tap the whole house. And then when she go to pray, he would do everything. He would cut up until she would go to pray. And then he would show up at church on certain Sundays to make sure she didn't put any money in the offering plate because he didn't want to give him money to the preacher. He would take the Bible and throw the Bible out the front door and tell her, you know, this foolishness you got going on and cut up her gospel tapes. Mm-hmm. And and she would keep going. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to just highlight that because I've seen it so much through my life. And then I'm hearing, you know, I would, I'm hearing you share it. Can we just pause right there and just talk to the woman that is holding on to God and her relationship is in conflict because of it? What do you say to her who say, you know, maybe I should just really just give up on this God thing so I can keep my relationship, keep my marriage or whatever the case is. What, but what's more important, your relationship with God or the relationship with him who's already cutting up on you? Wow. You know, so... It was, from what I saw and what was happening with me, was um, he was very jealous of my relationship with God. He wanted to be at the forefront and center of my life, but 
you got me out of church. If that's not what you wanted, then you should have left me where I was. Mm. Don't try to pull me out of church and get me out of the church when I'm with you. Wow. So he couldn't ever break that bond because that had already been established from all the other stuff that I had been through in my life. So now, look, God, I know going to be with me, and he's going to take care of me. <laughs> he ain't going to cheat on me. He ain't going to do none of all of this stuff. So why would I give my God up for you? And wow. so uh, That's good. That's good. So, um, so whenever he would be in the presence of me talking to somebody or somebody asking me a question, and that was his thing, he had given himself a birthday party, and this was at the end of the party. Um, and this couple was still there, and he asked me a question. Don't nobody ask me a question that I'm not going to answer. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and so we got into a conversation about God and Jesus and, you know, and, uh, and it started bringing back memories. Mm to the guy and he was like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I used to go to church and I did this and, you know, but he had let things pull him away and so I just asked him a few questions and, you know, we were just conversating. Wow. And he was over there getting so angry, you know, it's like, why are you messing up my birthday party? Ruining my party Jesus. with this Jesus talk. He was not on the birthday list. I invited everybody I wanted here. Did not invite him. Yeah, yeah. so at the end of the conversation, he said, okay, well, what church you go to? And I, 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 I said, uh, I told him what church it was that I was going to. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Wow. I, I'm going to get back into my relationship with Jesus. And that was, that was enough for me because here is a soul that's won back. Right. To Christ. And, right. uh, and so he went home and him and his wife and uh i don't know if she was quite ready but he's being the head of the household you know he can pull if he gets saved then he can pull his whole family in and so the next morning he got up he pulled the chair over in front of the window because the guy lived down the street on the corner and he watched to see if he got up <laughs> to go to church and so, yes, when I came back, uh, he was like, oh, see, he didn't go. You doing all that talking and all this, you know, whatever. I said, yeah, he didn't come today, but maybe he'll be here next week. And he was there the next week. Wow. And <laughs> so that was the sole one. So I, I think, you know, to be in this space, just be eager to still serve God, to even want to serve more, um, if you had to tell God thank you for anything concerning this situation, what would you thank him for? Well, I would thank him that for the lessons that I learned. I thank him for my two beautiful girls that I got out of that relationship. Um, I would thank him for the lives that I got to touch that I might not have ever been able to touch. And I just think, think, I would just, you know, thank him for being glorified through me, that he wow. was able to use me. Wow, 
Well, Finding Strength in Struggles is the book. No, that's your book. No, 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 no. I mean, push my pain into purpose. <laughs> I love you so much. That just really just came out. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I wasn't supposed to laugh that hard. Push my pain into purpose is the book. Finding strength and struggles is the book. I'm getting ready to release. That's so funny. Um, but they seem so similar. Yeah, and, and, and that's why I went there because when I was writing my book and we were talking and I would do the lives. You would say, hey, hold on, you know, you're stepping into my book. And I was like, why would she be saying that until I read your book? I'm like, now she didn't step into my book. <laughs> so, oh, my God, that was so funny. Um, but that's what I wanted. That was the thought I was having was, you know, the similarities of life. And what I'm learning is struggle is the same regardless. Right. Everyone has different paths, every, you know, different nuances. Uh, everybody's everyone's job moment is not always the same. Um, so there's no one cookie cutter story to these processes, because, you know, some people would say, even in your case, well, you know, what you complaining for? You know, you had a working man. He was in the military. You know, he took care of home or what? You know, you have people that are always on the outside looking in and saying, so what? Mm -hmm. You know, what What are we complaining for? And then you have people that say, why are we talking about this all these years later? You know, this is so old. Um, and they seem to miss the mark in understanding that an assignment goes on and on. Once you're out of it, 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 it may be done for you, but it's not done for someone else. There's, there's people that are, <laughs> you know, who are young and they're just starting their journey mm -hmm. and they're seeking the wisdom and the guidance. So I love this, um, this, this book because Push by Pain into Purpose is the reality of um, where to put your pain. It, it basically teaches you how to take what you have called pain and find purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you're a person that's listening and you say, I don't know what to do with this. I got, I have more hurt than anything. I'll never forget we were at your book signing where I talked to people to death. <laughs> no, but, uh, and the, we, we brought the people up to just share, you know, we wanted to give you your flowers while you could yet smell them. And people were glad and willing to get up and do that. And one of your daughter's friends, you know, kind of pointed out that you were always just that nurturer for all of them. You know, you were that loving, caring person. And, and you rolled that into the understanding that maybe because I never really had that kind of love that I desired, I made sure I gave it. Right. And that resonated with me because I to share that understanding that I give this love because at one time I just wanted it so bad. Right. And when God gave it to me and I was able to have it for myself, it became my understanding that no one should go without it. If right. I can give it to you and you would receive it, then right. I will gladly make sure you have it. And so when you talk about being pushed by pain into purpose, I think every person who has experienced pain should understand or even read this book because you need to know what to do with your pain. Right. Uh, yes, definitely. Because if all you do is focus on the pain and focus on the hurt uh, and you just wallow in it, that's not accomplishing anything. Anything. You haven't learned a lesson. You 
you haven't looked at it to learn the lesson. What lesson was this teaching you right. that you can be able to go and help somebody else with that right. lesson? Wow. You know, but if you just, you know, just let it keep letting it beat up on you, um, then you'll be like uh, in the last episode, uh, Naomi, who changed her name tomorrow because she was so bitter. Wow. Uh, and all you do, all you will have is bitterness. And I, mean, I think we change our name these days. We don't change our physical name because mm-hmm. you know, there's too much paperwork and it costs <laughs> too much these days to do that. Mm-hmm. But the understanding of people that change their name in the Bible days uh, is the same as sense of the persona that we take on today. You know, we, we wake up and we feel great today. So we, you know, we walk in there and then the minute somebody gets to saying something bad, our mood change and we start sitting inside of that, that mode, like you said, that emotional change. Um, what kept you from being like Naomi? when you were going through this, you know, basically, <laughs> maybe tell the kid, don't call me mom, I'm mad today, you know, or whatever, you know, what kept you from responding to God in the way that uh, that Naomi responded to life after going through all of this sorrow, you know, sweet, you know, I don't want to deal with me, I didn't had too much to go on, and, and, and she weighed every negative possibility there was, but, and, and, and of course it changed things for her, you went through all of this. Even though there were good, there was enough bad that it could have knocked you out of the race. Mm-hmm. What kept you from being like Naomi? The only thing I can say is that it was just my relationship with God. Uh, basically, that, that kept me sane. <laughs> because I really should be somewhere locked up. <laughs> you know, I lost my mind or something or or, you know, even contemplating suicide. You know, it's wow. like, this is just too much. This is wow. just too much. And, you know, where's the happiness? Where's the joy, you know, um, that uh, the Bible says, you know, the joy is going to come in the morning. You know, um, where's morning? <laughs> you know. It's been dark um, a long time. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Wow. But um, it's just, in the book, I talk about, when I was a child, uh, I got the mumps, and I got really, really, really sick. And uh, it, as I was recuperating, I was in my mother's, um, she had put me in her bed. Um, and in that, God spoke to me. It started off as a small voice that I thought was um, the radio or something, but it wasn't. And and it was one word, and that one word was hope. And uh, I have st- uh, stood on that all of my life. I wow. could not lose hope. I had to keep, no matter what I went through, no matter what happened, no matter the darkest of days, mm. I had to keep my hope. And uh, that I knew that God gave me that word and so that's kind of what kept me. It's just not losing hope. Oh, wow. Okay. Push by pain into purpose is the book. <laughs> and um, I encourage every person, if you haven't uh, received your copy, head over to push to, is it push to purpose.com? Yeah. Okay. Push the number two purpose.com. Dot com. And order your copy. 
um, audio copy, not only just for the sake of having a great book in your collection, but being able to follow along with this podcast because, you know, there's so many times where you take your story and 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 wove it into the story the stories that are coming out of the Bible. And I think that's helpful because people are able to see where where do I fit? Where does where does modern life fit in this biblical story? Because, you know, people it's easy to think, well, child they had no car keys. They didn't you know, they had no, their life wasn't like I was. But then when you start listening to you know, someone uh, adding some context, their own personal experiences, and you say, well, no, I've been through what she's been through. I know, I know a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Then you begin to have a sense of relatability to the Word of God, and, and that's important. We all need that right now. So, um, you know, you always pray, and you always share these excerpts from the book, but you, <laughs> you share some with me today that shocked me, and you're like, I wrote it. I can't read it. <laughs> I did part one. I, I wrote it for, for you to read it. You didn't write it, so yeah, you need to read it. But I, I, I don't. You know, I, like you said, I don't. I don't revisit it. You know, it's out for others to be helped. For the person that says I don't have the book yet, but I plan on getting the book. Um, what would you say to them about this book, pushed by pain into purpose? What would you say to them before we get out of here? Well, I would just say that this book was inspired by God from the title of the book to everything that's in the book uh, and that it is relatable how what happened to me has happened to other people. And when they hear it from a different perspective, then they can, that will help them change their perspective on how they're looking at what they went through. Mm. I've gotten a wow. lot of feedback of people that's like, you know, I can relate to that. That happened to me. And now I got to go back and revisit my childhood to see, mm. you know, how I can change wow. Wow. How, how I was feeling about that. Yeah. Or why, how I'm still feeling about that. Some people are still dealing with, yeah, those still issues. In front of them. Right. I mean, you know, there, there was a, 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 a adage out there that says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Whoever said that told a bold-faced lie. <laughs> you know, because words will stay with you for, ever, for years. Yeah. For years. And you got to do a whole lot of healing to get past. And once you put it out there, you can't take them back. Yeah, it's out there. It's out there. So uh, somebody reading this book, I would, have, I would encourage you to get the book, uh, if not for any other reason than just to change your perspective on the pain that you've been through and heal from it. Because when you change how you look at it, it doesn't have that effect on you anymore. It's just like having a baby. Once that baby is born, all that labor pain you went through, when you got that baby, you forget all about the pain. Yeah. You might remember that you was in pain, but you can't feel it anymore. Wow. All right. Well, that's that concludes this episode. <laughs> that was really awesome and amazing. Um, 
I, I'm so grateful for you. I'm so I'm so glad that I, I get a chance to be a part of this journey, and I get these these good stories, <laughs> you know, fresh from the Bible. Um, it's helpful, you know, for me and my age group, you know. So because all of us are not as in tune with the word as we should be, so you're reaching a new demographic. You're reaching a new generation of people um, who God have called you to. And so there's no there's no limit to that. And so we thank you for your obedience in providing us with this platform, Push by Pain into Purpose, the podcast, the book, you know, the ministry, the website, pushtopurpose.com, the number two. You know, that gives us a chance. This is the way we, our generation, this is how we communicate. You know, we, we are you online? <laughs> no, we don't know no paperbacks. So where you at online, we can find you. And so I think it's really awesome that um, – you have, to this moment, obeyed your assignment, and um, and have trust that God has, has has need for you, and you've obeyed that. So, you want me to pray us out, or you want to pray us yeah, out? Yeah, you do you that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll do that for us, Father God. Thank you, um, Lord, for this time that you've given us to observe ourselves, observe our past, God, and, and appreciate that you have allowed our pain to push us into places of purpose, God, that you've allowed what we've endured to allow us to embrace who we will impact changing uh, their lives, the future, our children, our friends, our family. God, Lord, we just thank you for this time of, of transparency and ability to be honest uh, an ability to walk into what you have laid before us, God. And because of that, we say thank you today. Because of that, we submit ourselves to your will. And for the person, God, who says, well, I'm going through a Job space where I feel forgotten, I feel empty. God, we thank you that you're giving them purpose amidst their pain. Um, it may not go away today. It may not go away tomorrow. But if they trust you, if they hold on to you, if they listen to anything that's been shared today, it will be revealed that in due time, you, God, will deliver them from it and they will be able to serve outward. So, God, we just thank you for this space pushed by pain into purpose. God, thank you for whatever the enemy plan was. Uh, God, we are grateful that you chose us. You chose our lives, God, to endure so that we can bring glory to your name, God, so that we can allow the world to know who you are, God, through our afflictions, through the things that we have been faced with, through the things that have tormented us, God. Through that, we submit it back to you, and we give it to say thank you for what you've done. We give it to say thank you for what you shall do, and we give it to say thank you that you have chosen us. We take what have caused us to cry, God, and have you know caused us to step back, and we use it to step forward, and we take our tears of sorrow, and we now share them as tears of joy because of who you are and what you're able to do, and Lord, now we speak to every listener that this is only the beginning. Your healing is going to find you in your most favorable place. Your breakthrough is going to find you in your most favorable place because it, God did not send it to break you. He sent it to build you. So God, thank you for being a builder that what you've allowed, what looked like pain was just purpose. What looked like sorrow and grief was just purpose. And because of it, God, we are able to reach the lost. And for those who are lost, hear our heart, hear our pain, hear our grief, hear our sorrow 
sorrow and understand that you're not by yourself. You're not alone and that God has given us permission to reach you through our experiences. God, we thank you that you've allowed your word to be the key, the map and the guide that is necessary to move our lives forward. Lord, we thank you for this space. We thank you for this platform. We thank you for this, the author, Cheryl Joyce, God, your vessel who you have chosen to use to reach a lost generation, the generation that they said no one could reach. She's reaching for them. And because of her, her obedience, we thank you in advance and we speak in abundance of love, power, and overflow in her life. In your son, Jesus Christ's name, we all pray. Amen.